Exodus 15, verse 22. Let's read 22 to 27. If you're all there, say, woo. All right, here we go. Reading from the New King James. Are you ready? Not that it's a race or anything, but on your marks. Get set. Here we go. So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And they went into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. That's a problem. Verse 23. Now when they came to Merah, they could not drink the waters of Merah, for they were bitter. Therefore the name was called Mara. Pardon me. Verse 24. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what should we drink? So he cried out to the Lord. He what? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. And he cast it into the waters, and the waters are made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I'm going to say that in the King James because I just like it better. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. Verse 27. And they came to Elam, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. And they camped there by the waters. Father, thank you for what you did in the first service now, what you'll do in the second. We're asking and praying that you would give us living understanding. You would release all that's in your heart that we might never be the same. Holy Spirit, come. Even as we take notes with pen and paper, we pray and ask that you, by your very finger, would write on the fleshly tablets of our heart that we'd be forever changed. Because your word will endure, will remain forever. Your word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, living and active. So God, do what you do. Release all that's in your heart towards us as we move into this message now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We do have notes for you. And uh, hopefully you've received those. If not, make yourself aware to the ushers and uh, they will help you. Make the ushers aware of you and they'll bring you notes. Uh, you know, seeking the Lord and message preparation is, uh, it's quite a thing for pastors, for evangelists, for preachers. Everyone has their own style. And I, I remember uh, trying to learn Dr. Morocco. That's my pastor, our senior leader over our worldwide network. I remember trying to learn from him. And I'll never forget what he said. I'm not going to teach you. I said, well, why not? He said, because you'll get your own style. I'll show you what I do but you're going to get your own way. So I've been preparing messages along the line of what we're calling dangerous prayers. Dangerous prayers. That is dangerous to the enemy. Dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Powerful, effectual, fervent prayer. And we've been doing a series on that, this being the third message. The first message was the seven sacred reasons for fasting. And for praying. Fasting and prayer always goes together in, in Scripture. We're in the midst of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and we're excited about that. God is already moving in tremendous power. So we spoke on that, and the, all of these messages are available for you 
uh, on YouTube, on the podcast. You just go to kcalaska.com and follow the intuitive links, and it'll help you resource yourself during the week. The second message we preached on it was just last week, was the power of binding and loosing. How many of you heard the message, the power of binding and loosing? The power of binding and loosing, that message is not my own. It originated with Dr. Morocco. He calls it one of his life messages. It is a message that needs to be preached uh, regularly. I, I, I said uh, during that message that if, you, if the message you bring forth or a message that you hear, if it's only worth preaching once or listening to once, it's probably not worth listening to or preaching ever. The Word of God, you should listen to it over and over. Just let it get deep down in the city of your soul. Renew your mind by the Word, right? Learn to think the Word. You want to become a spiritual athlete? You got to learn the Word. You got to grow in the Word, right? All right. So... We talked about the power of binding and loosing. It is a message and a revelation that is key to the foundation of this church. We would not be where we are and doing what we're doing if we didn't know about prayer and about the power of binding and loosing. Many Christians walk far beneath the authority that God has purchased for them on the cross and don't exercise that because they don't know. I mean, you, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Let me say this. I had an argument with somebody about this, but it makes sense to me. You'll know the truth, the truth will set you free. But if you don't know the truth, even though it's true, but if you don't know it, you're not going to be free. So in other words, if you have a bank account that's filled with money, but you don't know you have a bank account, you don't have any money, even though it's sitting there. So the power of binding and loosing is life-changing. And so that brings me to this message. I was working on something else. And um, the back to message prep. I'm seeking the Lord. I seek God and pray that he would speak to me. Sometimes it's very arduous. It takes many, many, many hours. Other times uh, the Lord can give me a message in 15 minutes. And so, I don't know, sometimes I prepare messages and the Lord's like, nope, not preaching that. And we have to do something else like five minutes before the service. That's how we do stuff. I don't get 52 messages out of a magazine and bring it to you and hallelujah. And I'm glad for that. It's my favorite thing to do in the ministry is seek the Lord for a message and preach to you. It is my, my favorite thing to do. And we do lots of other things as well, but we're, we're grateful. So here's how this message came. The text I've preached from many times before, but I had a, an alarm went off in my house at one in the morning. And I thought it was my alarm. So I get up, you know, five something, whatever, six o'clock, depends on what time on Sunday morning. And I pray, and I seek the Lord, and I put some finishing touches. I review my message. So when the alarm went off, it was time for me to get up and get working, praying, get reviewing, get, get going, right? And so it goes off, and I'm lying there, and I start, I start going over my message in my head. I preach in my head. I'm just, that's what I do. I'm just kind of going over things, and the Lord's showing me different things. Sometimes I get prophetic words. I see people's faces. It's this whole process. So that whole process begins. And I'm, as that's going on, I'm like, oh, I love you, Lord. I'm thinking, man, I feel tired. Wow. And I'm thinking, what, what, what time is it? Well, it's one in the morning. So uh, not nearly enough sleep. So how many of you know, I don't know, I, as I've gotten older uh, and hopefully wiser, uh, once I start the motor, yeah. it's kind of hard to like slow it down and, you know, chill and go back to sleep. So uh, I had a great prayer meeting till about 3.30 in the morning. And uh, it was great and frustrating at times. But then the Lord spoke to me to preach from this text of message, th this text in this series, Dangerous Prayers. And I'm calling it Releasing anticipatory miracles. And it's found right in this text. Let's look at your notes. It's the significance of the passages. And looking at this, we're going to find a deeper understanding about God 
and we are going to release faith for to face 2019. How many of you want to just a boost of faith? How many of you want to go to another level in God? I want to go. To, anybody else want to go to another level in God? All right. So we need faith to face the, the, this next year, and this is going to help us. So let's look at this. What's what's taking place? The context is that Moses, Pastor Moses, has has brought forth deliverance to God's people with the mighty signs and wonders, defeating the strongest nation in all the world, delivering God's people out of the house of bondage. They've, they've come across the Red Sea. God's given them incredible victory. They come across the Red Sea on dry ground. The, the, the army of the Egyptians are vanquished. They're destroyed. It really is uh, astounding. And I'm sure, can you imagine walking across on dry ground? And they, they come across on dry ground. They come to the other side, and Miriam gets a tambourine, and they start worshiping, and uh, it's an awesome time. Power of God. Can you imagine? The pillar of cloud, fire, the enemy is destroyed. And, and they say, rabbinic scholars say, that the washing up on the shores of the promised land side are all the weapons of the Egyptians. And they picked all of those up, and they used those to go into the promised land. Kind of amazing. And they've, they've actually had uh, high-tech submersibles go into uh, the Red Sea and find chariot wheels. Somebody says, it's not the Red Sea, it's the Reed Sea. And it's on the Reed Sea's only a foot deep. I've heard this argument. Reed, Reed Sea's only a foot deep. And I said, well, then it's even a greater miracle that God would drown all of the greatest army in all the world in one foot of water. Come on, somebody say Amen. So they crossed over, you know, on dry ground, and it's amazing. And so what, what they also say, if you read this, it, can you imagine experience that kind of power and deliverance? I mean, they had a worship service on those other banks, second to none. I mean, they're just running around. Whoa! Look what the Lord has done. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look what the... Ah! All right, you guys don't remember that. They had a victory party, and you can read the lyrics of the song in the chapter before. And Moses had to command them to leave. Listen, we need to get going. And really understand that as the presence and the power of God has left them now and moved on. So it's time to move on. Anytime the cloud moves, time to get going. There's a lot of churches can end up dead. We have to be careful not to end up dead. What do you mean dead? He who wanders out of the way of understanding will rest in the congregation of the dead. There is a congregation of Proverbs. There is a congregation of the dead. You've got to let the Lord breathe and move. And we're constantly changing structures and a lot, trying, endeavoring, praying that God and his mercy would show us. He's always showing us. We always we have spiritual wax in our ears sometimes. Is that just me? Okay. So he commands them to move on. And they go to the wilderness of Shur, which means vision. It's really a whole other message closeness of vision, and they have a problem. The problem is no agua, that's Spanish, for water. They have no water. So if now if you're in a desert and you have two to three million people, now the number of the people is calculated by the number of soldiers, so you can figure that out, and they say, well, the soldier's probably married and they probably have a kid, and so it's two to three million people. Pretty enormous need to, to give water to two or three million people, and they have none. And so they're going three days, no water. And can you imagine what it would be like? I mean, there they are. You know, they're looking for water. Where's the water? I mean, three days you're having a major problem. And all of a sudden they see a body of water. Mira. And they see it and they'll be like, I knew he was going to do it. I knew he was going to bring the breakthrough. Oh, look what the Lord has done. I might sing that about three or four times during the time of this message today. 
So if you want to start chiming in and clapping, it'll be all right. How many of you ever heard that? Look what the Lord has. He healed my body. He touched my He saved me just in time. So I think they're really excited about the fact, oh, we're actually not going to die. God really loves us. Praise God. Praise God. There's poison water. You see the water? You see the water? Yes. Thank you. Hey. Hey. Thank you. Moses, you're the... Mo, you rock. Come on. Seize the water. But when they get there, it's not water that you can drink. It's poison. It's bitter water. The water is undrinkable. It's not potable to use today's terms. And an amazing thing happens. I mean, first of all, they're grumbling. That's not amazing. I've seen and been a part of a grumbling service before. They're murmuring. And they're angry. They're They're afraid. They're afraid for their babies. The babies are crying. Maybe their lips are chapped and they have no water. They're dehydrated. You can't go long in a desert without any water. It's a major problem. And Moses, Pastor Moses, is like, whoa, God. He begins to cry out to the Lord. Now, anytime you see in the Old Testament and the New, you see people begin to cry out, that is the beginning of their deliverance. When they begin to cry out, that is the beginning of God coming and giving to Moses revelation for a remedy. And I want to tell you this. That God has a revelation for the sickness, the difficulty, the painful situation, the bitter situation that you're in. He has a solution for you. There's a key that opens every closed door. But you need to do what? You need to cry out. Now, if you think about this, there's a miracle that takes place with this, this tree. NIV says a piece of wood. It's a miracle that takes place with tremendous prophetic significance. We'll get there eventually. But he wouldn't have seen it unless he cried out. I'm telling you that God knows where you're going to be one year from now. One hour from now, he's going to know what you're going to be. You're going to be here. We'll be done. Some of you are like, thank you, Jesus. Maybe you'll be eating lunch. How about next week? Where are you going to be? The week after, a month after. See, God is in eternity. God is outside of time. You're in time. He's outside of time. You are in time. We are in time. We're born and then we die. Man is given but one life to live and after that to judgment. Time. Time is only here in the earth. Heaven has no time. In the fullness of time, God sent his only son. Follow me for a moment. So when he looked, he sent his son at the perfect time when roads were developed for Rome so the gospel could spread quicker. He sent it at perfect time, in the fullness of time, God sent his son fulfilling Isaiah chapter 53 and 300 other scriptures in the Old Testament. Man, you have to have more faith that Jesus is not the son of God than he is. If you'll just study, people don't want to believe that he is because then you have to change your life. So then doing all that shenanigans is, 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 uh, is not good. And we can't just do what we want to. People want to hold on to their sin. That's why they don't want to believe the Word of God is actually is the Word of God because they want to hold on to why they, all their nonsense. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Come on now. He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's already been at the end. In fact, you can read about the end in the book of Revelation. You can read about the end in Daniel and different other prophetic books in Scripture. So he already knows the end. In fact, if you read the end of the book, we find out that we have already won. 
So we're fighting from a place of victory. So in your life, when you come to a place of bitterness, you come to a place of roadblock, you come to a place where you don't know how to make it, you don't know how to get through, you don't know what you're going to do about the bad report, about the money, you don't know what you're going to do about your wayward child, you don't know what you're going to do about your, your, your marriage, you don't know what you're going to do. If you'll do what Moses did, I'm telling you, God's got a miracle for you right at the place that you're at if you're facing a roadblock. Come on, he'll bring you through anoint you to jump over it, destroy it. Moses ah, cried out. I don't think it sounded like that. When he cried out, that's a picture of prayer. So understand that God's already been to your future. He already knows it. And if you'll begin to cry out to God, when you run into that problem, he'll show you the solution. That is what happened here. Think about this. Moses cries out, and he's given a revelation for a remedy, a miracle. It's an anticipatory miracle. What do you mean by that, an anticipatory? Anticipation. Anticipation. All right, I just dated myself, and I'm just saying that's Heinz ketchup, okay? From the East Coast, if you don't know what that means, whatever. Okay, anticipation. There's already a miracle waiting for them in a tree that God had grow all those years before. He had to keep all the camels from stepping on the little sapling. He had to keep all the sheep from eating the little green thing coming out of the desert. He had to, he had to just protect this little tree because he knew one day it was going to be that thing that was revelatory that healed the bitter waters. But he wouldn't have seen the key. He wouldn't have seen the tree. He wouldn't have seen the miracle unless he <laughs> cried out. Prayer releases miracles. God has a way through. Come on, lift your hands. Just give him a praise break and say, God's got a way through for me. Come on, say it. God's got a way through for me. Come on, he makes streams in the desert. He makes a wilderness a pool. He knows you're rising up. You know he's setting down. He knows he can bring you through. But many times we don't see those kind of breakthroughs because we don't, we don't do the cry out part. There's a man by the name of Ken Gobb who's preached in our church for 20 years. And he would always come at the end of the end of the year and the beginning of the new year, and we would do these special services. And uh, I remember him sharing about how he was discouraged in his ministry. He's an evangelist and has written books, and you can go look him up. Ken Gobb, great man. And he told a story about how he was so discouraged, and he was driving his RV, going to the next uh, meeting as an evangelist. And there was a lot of things that were wrong, and he was just feeling dry, and you know, he didn't have the finances. He, didn't, he was wondering where God was. Has anybody besides me ever been like, Lord, like, do you know where I'm at right now? And so he starts praying, God, do you even know where I am? Lord, I need these things. Like, today is the day, God. Lord, come on. He's having a crisis in faith. He's driving his RV. He pulls up to a light somewhere in middle America. And back way a hundred years ago, they had things called phone booths. <laughs> and he, he pulls up and there's one of these, you know, phone booths. And the windows are down. It's a summer day. And he hears the phone ringing. So he's sitting there, Lord, really? It really is ring, 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 ring. He like looks, he's like, well, the phone is ringing. Huh. Lord, God, even when he steps on the gas, light goes green, he pulls away. He cannot get out of his mind the ringing phone. He's just like, 
I wonder who was calling the phone. It's payphone. Lord, do you even know where I'm at? And he can't stop. I mean, all he can think about is, I need to turn around and answer the phone. So he turns around with his RV, figures it out, gets back there, pulls up. It's still ringing. He gets out of his RV after parking, comes in, it's still ringing, answers the phone. He says, hello. And the other end of the phone says, hi, is this Ken Gobb's office? Uh, you know, who's this? I'm looking for Ken Gobb. He says, this is Ken Gobb. He says, oh, thank God. I was praying as this lady is distraught and she's praying and God spoke to her a phone number. This is before internet. Some of you are like, oh, that's not true. You could have Googled it. It's before Google. Some of you are already on Ken Gobb's website already. Put your phone down and pay attention for God's sake. So what ends up happening is this lady says, oh, I need this miracle. And I knew if I got a hold of you, you would pray. And I, I asked God for your number. I didn't know how to find your, you know, on and on and on. And he says, well, let me pray for you. And he prays for her. And she's like, thank you, Jesus. And, they, and he hangs up. And as he hangs up, the Lord says, I know where you are. anticipatory miracle. You can't make stuff like that up. I can tell you stories in my own life. I can tell you a story where I was a, I was a, a, a tour guide coming down a, a mountain in a volcano field on a bike. It was a road. But you wanted to stay on the road because if you got off the road on a lava field, it meant you're going to the hospital because lava makes lots of holes in your skin. So as we're going down, Karen is getting ready for work. This is a long time ago. And she has to go to work. And she was going to walk there to her cafe job. And she can't leave her apartment. And she's so troubled, she begins to intercede and pray in her heavenly language. Well, at that time, I get in a horrible crash. The person behind me crashes and, and, and basically dies and comes back to life. Amen. Hallelujah. That's all I'll tell you about that. My bike went off into the lava field and it's over. I'm going to be like Swiss cheese, pastor Swiss cheese. Goes into the lava field and it's over. I'm like, Jesus, and I'm kidding you not, my bike bounces out of the lava field right back on the road and I was able to stop it. I'm like, how did that happen? At the exact moment. Oh, it didn't sound like that. She's crying out at the exact moment. She's, she's crying out. And I believe it was just before. And we compared notes. And as she cried out, God did a miracle for me. I'm telling you, God can do miracles for you. If you'll learn to cry out. There's a dangerous prayer, dangerous to the enemy. And it's people that learn to cry out to God in the midst of their difficulty, in the midst of their pain, in the midst of your bondage. If you will learn to cry to God in the name of Jesus, he will release miracles for you. And that's what happens in this text. Well, that's nice, but why do I even have to be at the bitter water, Pastor? Maybe because of your bad attitude. How about that? <laughs> well, they are complaining. And if you go to 1 Corinthians 10, I got it. 1 Corinthians 10, 
It says they, taught, they grumbled and complained and released a destroyer. You see, grumbling, complaining, it says the very things I heard you say that, oh, well, that's the Old Testament. It's in the New Testament too. And grumbling and complaining can release darkness in your life. Some of you are like, oh, snap. Should we repent? Okay. Lord, forgive us. All four of you. Why, why, why did he bring him to Marah? Well, the text says it. That's a test. It's a test. And he brought them there to test them. A test will, will help us. It, a test indicates to us what we know and what we don't know. What I love about the Lord is even if you fail the test, you get to take it again. She's like, that's all right, son. Just go around the mountain one more time. Just go on around that mountain. Take a lap, son. And you come to the test again. You're like, no, wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. I remember this. I remember this. It's a test. What's in your heart? It's testing what's in their heart. It wasn't very good. They have what I would call a spiritual amnesia. We're right on here, number three. Spiritual amnesia will rob you. What do you mean spiritual amnesia? It was three days ago that God just showed up and parted the Red Sea and destroyed the largest, strongest army in all the world with water and stuff and a stick. God can do a lot with a stick. In fact, he saved all who call on him with two sticks. You'll get that on the way home. But if you forget what God has done in the past, it won't be to you as an encouragement like signpost on the highway of your life as you head towards your future. You rem remember when he saved you. Remember when he delivered you. Remember when, he, when that car crash tried to take your life or that pneumonia that you were facing or when you didn't know how to make it and all of a sudden a check came in the mail or miraculously you got some prophetic word and the whole thing turned around. Remember when God visited you, touched your marriage, touched your kids. And you say, well, I don't have any of those experiences. Stick around. Serve God. You'll have a supernatural life. Listen, there has to be in the life of the believer some unexplainable things. I can't, my wife and I were weeping in the first service. I do not understand how I wound up here. I mean, I'm so blessed, I don't even know what to do. Sometimes I have to pinch myself. Come on, Brother Toby. I was walking in the back with your, with your wife, I was right next to you. She didn't even know I was there. She saw, she, saw her, she saw her man singing. And she's like, oh, come on, baby. I was like, yeah. I could feel the love just heading towards the platform. Think about what God has done. Think about what he did for you, what he did for your kids, and how he brought you through. You could have been dead in Afghanistan. You could have been dead in the sandbox. But God spared you. God saved you. God called you. And, and now you're about ready to retire from the military, and you're entering into all that God has. Give them praise in the house of God. Come on. Hey, that should have hit you, but it missed. Come on, the, 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 the bomb should have gone off, but it missed. Because you had a crazy wife probably praying at home. Encouraging you to pray, encouraging you to fast. 
You'll go through bitter things, but it's many times to test what's in your heart. And if you have a spiritual amnesia to forget what God did in the past, you're going to go ahead for some deep kimchi. Kimchi is a Korean food. It's really hot. Maybe you know what kimchi is, raise your right hand and say kimchi. Okay, now you can say you prayed in tongues. It was Korean. I gotta hurry up. Now don't go home like kimchi, 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 kimchi. Don't do that. That's not of God. Bump your neighbor and say, oh, I'm getting something out of this today. It's fun. I'm glad I came to church. Three days before this bitter experience, they had this amazing deliverance, power of God, glory, the glory, really, the glory. Three days before, how we soon forget. Kimchi, go look at B. If you forget, you'll end up in deep. All right, you guys got it. And God reveals himself as a covenant, as a covenant God. And let me see if I can explain this. A covenant is a treaty. A covenant is a, it's a contract. If I was to shake hands and say, okay, we're going to be there at uh, 5 a.m., 4 a.m. and bring your waiters. Come on, the salmon are coming. Somebody say hallelujah. Bring your waiters, your fishing pole, I'll drive. We'll meet the boat at the dock. Deal? Great. All right. So that, that's just a typical, we're going fishing agreement. So we shake hands. You've got to bring whatever you've got to bring. I'm going to bring whatever I'm going to bring. Okay, we're going to show up 5 o'clock, right? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock. That's not 4.01. Right. So then we show up on it. We made a deal. We made an agreement. A handshake is a picture of a covenant. When we sh- the ma- my word is my bond. You ever heard your dad say that? We, we, we probably need to return to that and actually make it so. If you say you're going to do something, let your yes be yes, or your no be no. Anything else comes from the devil. So it's a covenant. When, so when they come to this place... You see this if-then clauses here. Now, in 2 Chronicles 7, verse 14, it says, if my people who are called by my name. So, if. I'm going to do this if you do this. If you do this, I'll do this. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. And I'm paraphrasing. So there's a promise and a release of God's power to heal the land if... My people, God's people, Christians, Jews, let me get into all of that. If God's people understand that was written to Israel, and we are a spiritual Israel, the church, it applies to us. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves, that's a picture of fasting, turn from their wicked ways, that means you put up the stuff that you're sliding up on, bumble and everything. And if you don't even know what that is, then that's probably good. You put up the, quit DMing people stuff. And you begin to really live for God. Take foul things away from your eyes. I'm preaching better than your amen. And you begin to live for God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul and your strength. And you turn from your wicked ways of maybe gossip or anger or rage or lust. You turn from those things. Then he heals the land. It's if-then covenant language. It's contractual language. And so he's giving forth a contract. And he says this. If you listen carefully, are you all there with me? If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God. Now, that's present tense. It's to listen. It's present tense. 
If you diligently listen, he's speaking now. He's, a, he's speaking right now, and he's speaking now again. He's a, it's present tense, and it applies today. God wants to speak to you today. Great. He ta- he's talked to you in 1974. Praise God. Awesome. It's 2019, and he wants to talk to you today, this afternoon. In the closing moments of this message, he wants to talk to you. This afternoon, he wants to, come on, my sheep know and hear my... (laughs) We taught you that earlier on about the prophetic word, right? God wants to speak to you. That is just an aspect of being his son or being his daughter. Are there any sons in the house? Are there any daughters in your house? Okay, if you're confused about that, see me after and we'll help you. That's not a joke. If you listen carefully, NIV says, you listen carefully to the Lord your God and, and do. Not only listen, like now, but do it. Do it. We have a new puppy. And uh, I know it can hear me. But it doesn't quite do what I'm asking it right now. But it's learning. We need to not only listen to what God is saying to us now, but we need to do it. Many people hear his voice, but they don't do it. You know the reason that building's sitting on that hill right now? Is because a group of people, a corporate corporate congregation, believed God and took some crazy acts of faith. There's more to come. But the reason we're living and walking and like, somebody said, how did you guys do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's pretty crazy. (laughs) Praise God. It's not like somebody came and just handed us the whole thing and a big wad of money and then we just go build. No, so supernatural. We're going to write a book about it. It's so incredibly supernatural. It's so the finger of fingerprint of God. So when we come to a place of bitterness or come to a place of, of human impossibility, which we've been to many times, we just go, ah, God, you called us here. It's obvious it's your fingerprint all over. So we need a set of miracles. Where's the tree? And going back to the text, Moses cried. Oh, he cried out, showed him a tree. You understand? When you get to a place, you cry out. But you've got to hear his voice and you've got to obey. Required steps of faith. And you've got to to pay attention. He goes on to say, you know, you you, you pay attention to to what he's already said in his word. Now, this this is before the Ten Commandments. But God has decrees. You've got to obey his word. You've got to pay attention now. If you pay attention to his commands and all of his decrees and keep his commands, you've got to keep them. He said, well, I don't want it. Well, then you don't get the rest of it. And you don't get the privilege. You don't get the bonus. You, you don't get the promise. If, if you, don't, you don't show up at 4 o'clock, we ain't going fishing. You understand? I've got this incredible boat. Put it this way. I've got this amazing boat, and we're going to this place where there's endless salmon. But we're going to obey the law and just take out the right amount. Amen. Because there's limits. But it'll be amazing. Maybe we could do some catch and release after we catch our limit in five minutes. And this boat and, oh, fresh brewed coffee on board. And, oh, and then after that, we'll go hunting. Hallelujah. We'll be back home before the day's over. Hallelujah. Okay. But, but, but home slice, the guy that was going to come with us, he didn't show up at 4 o'clock. More fish for us. But homie ain't getting, you understand, 
If you don't, if you don't listen to his voice, if you don't obey, you don't, you don't do it, you don't listen carefully and do your part, how are you going to actually believe for a, a release of God's power and miracles? In this case, he begins to apply it to healing. The privilege, if you do all of these things, listen, do, pay attention, keep, privilege, deliverance. I'll deliver you from the judgment of the diseases of Egypt. God reveals himself as healer, Jehovah Rapha in the Hebrew. You know, so many people insulate themselves from and get caught up in self-preservation and don't want to feel pain. Pain is a great teacher. He said, pain is not a God. No, I, I, the, Lord, the Lord will use pain. You know, babies don't poke their eyes out because it hurts. They'll poke everything else. But something about sticking your finger in your eye isn't too much fun. So be like, oh, you'll notice by the babies will never do that. Why? Pain. And some of you are going through things that maybe, maybe it's because of others. Maybe it's because of your own foolishness. God knows I've made plenty of mistakes. Maybe it's because of the fallenness of mankind. Wherever you're facing, whatever obstacle you're in right now, if you'll just cry out, let that frustration work for you, a, de a deep longing to go deeper in God. Take a look at your life. Maybe you're not living right. Listen, you can't expect to walk in the, in the, in the, 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 the Tehillah crazy, worship-anointed, blessed, favor life, life and life abundant that God has for you. You can't walk in that unless you do your part. God's not going to come and hit you with every blessing if you don't tithe and you don't pray and you live for the devil and you're like, God, where are you? He's like, what are you talking about? I got to hurry. Don't insulate yourself from the frustration. The frustration that you are currently in is working for you a breakthrough if you'll allow it to. Amen. Hannah... Hannah, not my daughter, in Scripture, 1 Samuel. Hannah was frustrated because she was antagonized. And that frustration drove her to prayer. And God said, very good, I'm now going to give you one of the greatest prophets in all the Old Testament. Samuel, be better than you have given to me. I'm going to give them to you for a little bit, then you give them to me, and none of his words will fall to the ground. She would not have gotten Samuel had she not allowed for that, that come on, that difficulty that you're in. Don't throw it off. Embrace it, bring it to God, and watch him bring a tree. Do you understand? Watch him bring a breakthrough. Oh, i got to close. The principle of, of God is seen. Passing the after the test comes a blessing. How are you going to have a testimony if you don't have any test? And this is amazing. I've preached on this before, but this is a prophetic moment. You see, there's moments of significance that are, that are more important than at other moments. And I don't understand all of that, but this is a prophetic act that takes place. This picture of bitter water and the tree. He cries out, ah! God shows him a tree, piece of wood in the NIV, but tree is in the Hebrew. He takes the tree and he knows to throw it in the water. And I don't know how that happened. He didn't have a, and I'm certain he didn't have a chainsaw or anything, but I mean, he, they hacked down the tree or took a piece of the tree, whatever, we don't know throws it in the bitter water, and the bitter water is made sweet. It's a picture of the cross. Galatians 3, and he who hangs on a tree became a curse for you and me. It's a picture that wherever, whatever roadblock you're facing, if you'll pray by the power of the cross and the resurrection and the blood of Jesus, you'll see that thing change. 
said, well, it hasn't changed yet. We'll keep resisting the devil, and eventually he will flee. And if he hasn't fleed yet, you ain't done resisting. It's pretty simple. God's speaking to us. Worship team, please. Speaking to us as a church. Lots of challenges ahead, but we're just going to keep crying out because God's got preemptive, uh, anticipatory, pardon me, anticipatory miracles. He knows what you need right at the moment when you get that, and, it, and if you cry out, it releases miracles. It releases revelation. Many have been in a Mara experience in 2018, but it's not 2018 anymore. There's miracles that are to be released, released miracles in 2019. After the blessing comes, after the blessing comes, uh, the blessing comes after the test. And then lastly, as I close, then they came to Elam. So this is, this is after it all. They drink the water, they're filled, and they come to a place called the Elam where there's 12 wells of water. That would be one for every tribe and 70 palm trees, which is a picture of the 70 elders. It's a picture of governmental anointing will be released. I mean, it's, I am the Lord your God that healeth thee. I don't want to get away from that too quick because it's the continual healing. He's continuously healing all the time. He never stops. It's present tense. I am the Lord your God that heals you now. Right now, I bring, I bring breakthrough right, right now. And they move on to Elam, 12 wells. God is bringing us to a place of governmental authority. He's bringing the church of the living God to a place of governmental rulership. Certainly, the government will rest upon his shoulders. Don't look at me like that. You're like, what? I'm telling you, we will release the blessing of God on this nation if we can just get his people who were called by my name, if my people who were called by my name, if my, I'm not stuttering, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, he will come and heal their land. There's dangerous prayers to be prayed. There's miracles to be released that already been prepared but will not be released unless you pray and take action. Healing, breakthrough. They move on to Elam. It's a place of, of satisfaction and fulfillment and, and rest. They have to move on from there. Bringing up joy out of wells of salvation, it says, I think it's in Isaiah. Did you get something from Jesus? Would you stand up on your feet? I need to close all across this place. If you're not right with God, won't you examine your heart right now at the closing moments of our service? You're not right with God. Don't leave this place in that condition. Get right with Him. There is a place called hell. It was never created for you. It's not created for me. And a place called heaven. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man can come to the Father except by me, through me. You could be as righteous as the day is long, and you still ain't going to make it in because your righteousness is nothing but filthy rags compared to the imputed righteousness that we receive, a righteousness that we get when we believe on the Lord Jesus. Somebody had to die for you without the shedding of blood. There's no forgiveness of sin. So you need to receive him. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that, that God raised Jesus from the dead, you, you shall be saved. All who call upon the Lord shall be saved. Would you bow your head for a moment? You say, that's me. You're talking to me. Pastor, I need to get right with God. For the first time, you want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time. You want to make a recommitment to him. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right now? Service will be over in two minutes. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. I see that hand. Thank you. Anybody else? Lift your hand. There ain't nobody looking around. 
I see that hand. Maybe we should have everybody look around because the truth is, if you can't live for God or acknowledge him in front of people that love him, it's going to be hard to live for him later. Amen. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. All the way back here. Woo. Praise God. Thank you. Come on, people getting saved today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Anybody else? Quickly, raise your hand. You want to be included in this prayer. God bless you. I see that hand. My, my. (laughs) Come on, let's pray this right out loud. Say with me. Repeat after me. Whether you're giving your heart to Jesus for the first time or recommitment, or you're just affirming your faith, which is what I'm going to do right now. Come on, let's do it together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place and to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Let me pray for you. Holy Spirit, I pray and ask now that you'd break every chain, you'd break every bondage, and you'd pour out your Spirit. Fill these with the same power, the resurrection power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Give us a hunger for your word, a hunger for the things of God, hunger for fellowship with other believers, hanging out with other believers. And Lord, may we be rooted and grounded even in a home church. In Jesus' name. If you don't have a home church, you need one. We'd love to be that to you. There's a lot of great churches in the valley. I do believe we are one of them. And we're very thankful for what God is doing and thankful that you're a part of it. Did you get something from Jesus today? Come on, put your hands together for the Lord one time. Let me bless you. Service is concluded. Lord, bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon us. Lift up your countenance towards us, Lord. Be gracious to us. Keep us and give us peace. Don't miss tonight. It's going to be off the chain. We love you.